CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week uh, for the 160th episode of the show is Mr. Dean DiCrescenzo, aka DDEC, as known on the forum. He's a phenomenal staff writer over on THP. He makes appearances on Twitter every now and again. And I believe the last time he was on, we spent way too much time talking about something we're definitely not going to talk about tonight. Dean, welcome back. Boy, that introduction, that spot on. So what are we going to talk about tonight then, Dan? Is there anything going on? So... Um, no, not really. There was like a big meeting and then, uh, like a, some sort of collaboration and then a lot of really cranky people. And then a lot of people who apparently really like to make Rory eat crow. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So what happened this week was a uh, merger of some kind, not necessarily a merger. I guess it's a bad word. I got I got told off for calling it a merger because Piff will never merge with anything. But it's a a joint venture between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, aka the European Tour. If you've been living under a rock, uh, and yes, I'm talking to the Oasis members who I've had to explain that to, <laughs> uh, and the PIF, which is not necessarily live. And uh, yeah, so it's ruffled some feathers. Uh, I believe you've read a little bit about it, but what do you know? Uh, it it's boy, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, <laughs> that, fine. that's like that's the great that, place yeah. to start, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it's kind of insane. We we saw the message that all of a sudden there was going to be a merger between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and Live, and then the more details that came out, it was kind of muddying the waters they had that uh the players only meeting yesterday and jeff ogilvy of all people came out and said something that i was just like you know he sounds spot on and he said it after that meeting he's like in the middle of the meeting i thought to myself this deal was probably about to get leaked so they just threw it out there and it's only a framework deal they don't have anything like incredibly concrete from what it sounds like and we're going to see where it goes. I am so curious to dive into this with you, Dan, and see if we can figure out, read the tea leaves a little bit of what's yeah. about to happen. Well, I think the fun part is, and thanks to all the PGA Tour members who are more than willing to share their perspectives on social media, we were not the only ones who were blindsided by it. Um, <laughs> most of them had no idea. You got Morikawa as a good example, a big name who says he's uh, always a fan of finding out news on on Twitter about his uh, place where he works. But uh, I, I was actually I was actually deep into work, and I got a text message from my brother in law uh, with the predictable uh, n- "You'll love this." It was like never count out the shark or something like that, <laughs> which is actually really funny now that we look at it because Norman's name hasn't been mentioned once in this whole entire joint venture experience or whatever we're calling it so yeah i I think it's been it it was pretty comical as soon as i got the text i was like oh something's going on so i uh i i jumped onto thp and there was already discussion going 
And shout out to Josh for getting that up as quick as he did. Um, and believe it or not, pages on pages of a combination of confusion and, and human decency occurred, <laughs> which, you know, has not, not been an easy thing when the two, uh, when that topic is have been in, in discussed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we are all kind of in the same place. It's the, the first, the first takeaway for me, was, okay, what, what in the actual hell does this mean? <laughs> and uh, and what's changed before we really get into the details did you feel like the smoke has cleared at all from what you first learned i'm more confused today than i was yesterday <laughs> it's you, like you each know piece of the puzzle that gets added you're like okay wait what well because yesterday i i was under the assumption the way that things were talked about that live was kind of going away and things were merging back into one hence the term merger but now you know like you say greg norman's name wasn't mentioned anywhere yesterday outside of hey we we let greg norman know five minutes before we did this sit down interview with cnbc and now you're seeing things about how uh you know greg norman's out there saying that uh, you know, the tour, the live golf is is going to push on and there's still going to be a the rest of the 2023 season, which we would expect a 2024 season and a 2025 season going forward. So that hearing that stuff today, that's not exactly where my mindset was yesterday upon hearing the news. So I, I think by saying that I'm more confused today than I was yesterday is is pretty spot on. Yeah, well, it. The, the the immediate thought I had was if Liv is going to disappear and that structured concept is going to move more toward the tour, there will definitely be some kind of overlap and certainly some isolations. And this the I, I think the crux of this whole thing is while the fans have been sort of tolerating this and going through the motions, listening to all the rhetoric that's coming out of the tour, coming out of the pros, the the guys that were on the tour, I feel like are getting the worst of this, especially in the fact that they didn't know anything that was going on. Now it's like, okay, what does my next year look like? What does my next two years look like? And the idea that they had to find that out the way they did and then have a players meeting, not (laughs) 24 hours later to try and uh, create some sort of sensibility about it uh, without becoming inflammatory or whatever you want to call just pure rage <laughs> that probably come out of this happened to me. But yeah, you know, I think that's the curious part. And I feel like I'm stumbling on my words, but this whole process has been a stumble fest. You learn one thing to learn another. You have major media outlets saying it's a merger with live when in reality, a lot of other sides are saying that live has nothing to do with it. It's purely this PIF. And, and, and I want to set the tone here a little bit, not necessarily, I want to talk about Rory in an isolated situation, but I thought his comment was really fascinating when he said, uh, hold on. I think I have a quote here. Uh, nope. I thought I had the quote here. Give me a second. It it, it had something to do with basically saying the money was the the PIF was going to continue to pour money into golf. And the idea is we, we have found a way to be able to control it with Jay at the top. So this sort of concession at this point that that money was going to happen regardless. 
and it was fruitless to continue to battle against it in case the live continued to grow and it cost the PGA tour more players, more skill, more potential. Um, do you think, do you think that was a big catalyst in all of this? The, the, the idea that Monaghan maybe saw potential to get out in front of it and say, Hey, we want, we don't want to compete against you. We just want all your money. Yeah, it's again on the same way. I'm kind of stumbling a little bit with thoughts because it's it's all over the place. But when you talk about that, I mean, the PIF has I can't remember the number off the top of my head. It's either 42 or 48 billion dollars, um, like invested in all of these different sports leagues. So you know they have uber deep pockets, and they were just going to continue to throw money out there. And I think it got to the point, like you say, where my hands like, look, I mean. I could use that money. We're we're dipping into our reserves to to raise, and and I say reserves. I am doing air quotes. Um, people can't really see that, but they dipped into their reserves to to you know get those designated events and raise more funds and put more money in you know golfers' pockets, which was cool for them. Um, but eventually, they weren't going to be able to go toe to toe with them in terms of money. It just couldn't happen. So I think that was the realization. The thing to me that that it really gets me at is it happened quickly and much faster than I thought. You know, he talks about two years. It's been a year since Liv had, you know, just over a year since they've had their first event. And all yeah. of a sudden it's like, hmm, all right, so, well. So you say quickly, but I, I want to, I'm going to keep putting Rory in the conversation because I feel like there was a point is either a month or so ago, maybe a month and a half ago where Rory just, it almost felt like it gave up even discussing it. He was kind of over it. You could tell it was weighing heavy on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he took a lot of things personally, or he really enjoyed getting paid and, and had a lot of fun going the Brooks Kepka uh, route where he tried to get as much emotion out of everyone around him as he could. Um, but he clearly took a step back. There's no question in my mind. Um, and I wonder if Jay at one point just said, hey, you know, we are in talks. We're going to figure this out. It likely will happen. You may as well stop lambasting them every press conference you can. <laughs> and the interesting part is I, I did find the quote. It's whether you like it or not, the PIF are going to keep spending money in golf. At least the PGA Tour now controls how the money is spent. So a lot of these things that I'm seeing, a lot of the, the takeaway I get here without having any knowledge whatsoever and not pretending like I do is that I feel like it did happen quickly, but there was some rumblings behind the scenes like, Hey, this is going to happen and it's happening rather quickly. So, you know, maybe step back. <laughs> and and one of the, the timeline kind of sets up because the one thing I, I came across was that they said they were having talks for roughly seven weeks. So go back seven weeks. And that's kind of about when Rory was quieting down a little bit. So uh, that actually segues pretty well into this need to know basis type of thing. It's pretty clear that there were particular players who had, deeper discussions with leadership than maybe some of the lower end players on the spectrum. And by spectrum, I mean the world golf rankings, probably (laughs) relevance to consumers. Um, 
everything that's gone on from your perspective, I, I try and compare it to a business sense because at the end of the day, the PGA tour is in it to make money, even though their stupid 501c or whatever it is, is still continuing, which is insane. Um, do you feel like they gave the players enough of an opportunity here to prepare themselves or uh, get ready for this decision? Do you feel like their involvement was fair from the PGA's perspective? Do you feel like the PGA should operate slightly differently from any other business where decisions are made above and you just deal with them as a mindless peon in the, in the shuffle? So the problem I have with that at, as someone who is a mindless peon yeah, same. <laughs> but I'm a mindless peon at, you know, where I work and it's not considered, you know, the PGA tour, they consider it the players tour, you know, at work, they don't considering it. They don't consider it Dean's office, you know, they should, I, they should. And, you know, I'm going to be in advanced talks with them and I'm going to spring that on my bosses someday, just like <laughs> Jay Monahan did yesterday. But I, I, so I don't, I don't like the way that it came out. I don't like it for the players. I don't like that. It was, you know, it was on what CNBC in the morning. And at the end of it, Jay Monahan's like, Hey, we're going to have a players only meeting at four o'clock today up in Canada. I'll be there. I would have liked to see that happen beforehand. So the argument countering that and likely the assumption, and I believe actually Monahan said this, I've been meaning to go back and watch his, his uh, interview on the golf channel, whether, I, whether, where it was solely him. I apparently he was a disaster during it and made a point of saying he didn't have confidence that the players could keep this quiet he and it would get out. He so, <laughs> so that's, that's pretty interesting. You have no faith in your membership, but you expect them to have faith in you. That's, that's a very double-edged sword kind of conversation mm-hmm. there. And, and I want to circle it back to uh, Rory a little bit again, because during his press conference, he said, all I've wanted to do, and I am quoting, all I wanted to do and all I've wanted in the past year from basically this tournament, uh, he's speaking about the RBC, is to protect the future of the PGA Tour and protect the aspirational nature of what the PGA Tour stands for. So I'd imagine the idea is it is the penultimate tour. It's the best tour out there. Uh, Your goal is to be relevant on the PGA tour. And then of course, win as many tournaments as you can uh, and pretend like you have a chance of beating tiger. So (laughs) that, um, that kind of checks out. Uh, Rory did it in his own way. He was very vocal. Um, But at the same time, you're Yankees guy, If the Yankees do something and, uh, you know, we, we actually had this, this moment a couple weeks ago where the Yankees played the Jays, which is my team. Uh, and we were having some good fun talking about it from both sides. Of course, you're going to lean on the side that supports you or that you support. And of course you're, you will view it from that lens. Um, and, and the idea that you wouldn't is kind of foolish. Well, when you shove a microphone in my face and ask me questions about it, of course, I'm going to lean that way. Uh, the idea that he did it in a brash sort of way is, I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> what has he got to lose? Yeah. You know, um, but I don't want to leave it just at Rory, even though he has been the target of a lot of hate now that this is all done and over. But I feel like a lot of players went to bat here pretty heavily for the PGA tour. This idea that this tour is pure, 
It is the tour. Um, we will support this tour for as long as uh, as long as we need to. Is do you get a sense of that as well that um, they did that and that the tour kind of almost didn't care in the end they took the money they kind of just sold them down the river yeah exactly. <laughs> they, they really yeah. did i mean i i do think about guys that so there's a couple different you know taking i'll take rory out of it for right now but like a guy like will zell torres who you know was an, is an up-and-coming player had a really good major season last year and he he got offered what the rumored is like a hundred million dollars to go play to this thing and then it turns out you know, it, it things never always evolve, but it turns out he gets an uh, injury this year and has to have surgery and is out all the year. The hundred million dollars might have been kind of a nice thing in his pocket. It's just money that he's lo- lost out on, and so that part kind of stinks to see some guys who had it would have been able to cash in for some big paydays that maybe get in the short end of the of the stick here. But also the guys that I kind of feel for are so the guys at the back end that earn their tour card, you know, player 120 to 125, who I don't know them off the top of my head. I apologize for that. But those guys who fight and scrap towards the end of the year to try to make sure they get into the playoffs to maintain their tour card and not have to go to that modified Q school tournament that they have now. So now if we're going to look at welcoming some live guys back, I mean, I first I want to give Henrik Stenson a tour card. I'm going to put it out there right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he would be in the top 125. Settle <laughs> down. Settle down. But you know what I'm saying? So now you're going to welcome back. How many are, would you automatically give a tour card to that were on there? A yeah. dozen or so? <laughs> the, you know, you a, know like Andy Ogletree is my... not getting a tour card. My favorite question of the day is, does Reed still get the invite back? Yeah, does Reed get an invite back? But he so, just be a one-man show on live? So, like, the guys that went out there and they did what they – they stood up for their tour, maybe not vocally like Rory, but they, you know, they the rank-and-file member, member. They stayed. They worked at it. They earned their card going forward. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we might be bringing some of these guys back. There's a pathway for them to come back, which that's something we could dissect too. I don't know that I, they're another ones. They they kind of get a little bit of the short end there. Yeah, it didn't really seem like when the first departures happened that it would be a line and drawn in the sand. It seemed more like we're gonna create a thousand foot wall and <laughs> never look back. Right? Yeah. Like it, I I never got the impression that this was like a a starting point, and and I feel like there is a lot of I don't want to say miscommunication because I mean that happens regularly out there, but the lack of faith now for the tour to go and say now, not just kidding, and, and this is like one of the most impactful decisions they've made to say these guys are never coming back they're not welcome here and then suddenly they are uh, and it, it's just such a weird situation dean because not normally do you have just endless amounts of money for no good reason that, that are pouring into something that doesn't really have a viable future 
it, it's such a unique situation. And I feel like the tour looked at that and said, if we don't participate in this, it could really hurt us down the line. So I have been pro player on this the whole time. I've been pro common sense the whole time. I've been pro and I don't want to get too political, but I'm not looking to see where this gas is coming from that I'm putting in my car or the, you know, the battery that I'm using to charge my or iPhone. Like I'm overlooking that. I eat the steak without watching the cow get slaughtered is what I'm saying here. Um, you don't need to know how the sausage is made. That's never been a conversation <laughs> in my world. My, my concern was does golf still remain pure and still remain uh, of the highest quality it can possibly be. And I, I feel like the guys who are missing out here the most are the players because they're just cutting. As you mentioned, the, the intent was supposed to be, it was the players tour. And, and in this case, I don't think they are at the forefront of the conversation, at least over the last seven weeks. No, they're, they're I, I'm with you. I don't think they, I don't think they are. I don't now saying all this, five years from now we might be looking back at it and be like man this was a phenomenal decision but like right now in the moment with as little information as we have it just seems i don't know i, I don't want to say it seems dirty but it's it just it's something it doesn't it seems off a little bit it doesn't compute and that's what i'm trying to right. say when the money exists for no reason other than someone wants to put money into it it, it doesn't compute because there's not similar examples out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so baffling. We, we have that so was my Jay Monahan impersonation, impersonation right there. We have that so air. many thoughts yeah. of this, and we're trying to paint a decent picture because I know not everyone's knee deep in the discussions and are just trying to make sense of it a little bit more, but you know, it, it's such a weird thing. So and the, go ahead. I, I did listen to an interview yesterday with, with Fred couples and maybe just to wrap up your, the talk, the talk of them knowing and uh, your pal Rory. Mm -hmm. And he said that, you know, he was blindsided by this as well. And he said that the thought that he's watching the tournament on Sunday and they were saying that immediately after the tournament, Rory was flying up to Canada. Now he's been, he's what a two dime defending champion of the, Canadian Open, so take that for what it's worth. But he was like, "That's a little strange." He's like, "It's a little weird that he would hop on a flight immediately after the tournament and head up on a Sunday night for a regular, regular tournament for a non-major home, and then heading up it's, instead of flying home and heading down a couple days." He said he thought that that was a little strange. But then you know he also said in there, he's like, "I haven't talked to Rory. I don't know if he." knew about it. This was all before the press conference that yeah. Rory did. I don't um, know if he's familiar with geography either, but he happened <laughs> to be this week in between the two places. So well, I mean when you got a private jet, yeah. The, you know, I don't know if I don't know if geography matters as yeah, much. I suppose. Okay. He's not he's not Jason Day okay. driving driving the tour bus, you know. But that, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. The, the, all this speculation is so funny to me. And Rory cannot do anything right at this point. I, I read a comment today that said that Rory is only in the spotlight because of what he's saying. He's not even relevant to golf anymore. And it took me, what, 
two seconds to type into Google Rory McIlroy and find out he's won multiple times over the last year, including defending the current tournament he's playing in. Yeah. <laughs> he also happens to do the world number ranking number three uh, and, and well-earned at that point. Dude, it's it's so funny to me how... here Here's what I'm curious about. All these people who took this crazy stand against the PGA Tour or against Liv, mm-hmm. who who were disgusted at the idea of even looking at the other tour. What are they going to do with their lives right now? What are they going to do tomorrow when they go to talk about golf and they can't? I read another comment. I'm just stacking here. So just deal with it and respond. (laughs) I read another comment that rather than make the concession that, oh, sweet, Monaghan finally gets on board. One of the first comments I read was someone lambat or smack talking Monaghan for taking too long. It's like, you can't win. You cannot win. No, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize him, which plenty of people are, and and probably rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it took him so long as is the is the criticism. It probably ranks towards the bottom tier. What took him so long to do this? <laughs> I, I, this happened way faster than I thought it was gonna happen. Yeah, considering a year ago, the last comment of the weekend had something to do with. Uh winning more tournaments than that other guy or something like that, I believe is the statement I wrote. Yeah. So from the live perspective, I, I was thinking of this as well, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers, but I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. I'm trying it. to play devil's advocate. So those players were not getting world ranking points. If they weren't already locked into majors, they're not getting into majors. You know, we're, we're seeing that happen. Is it, possible that the people who were running live around greg norman not greg norman itself said we've got to make this happen for our players because it helps make us even more relevant that's a good question i i would argue no i think their goal is to poach 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 until it was all said and done but i think so too i i feel like they were very one directional in the way that they were looking at things i don't know Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. There, I mean, there, there's. <laughs> it's who, so who are crazy. the guys that are are missing out on majors right now? Well, if you if you follow all the live bots on Twitter, which uh, I don't, <laughs> Harold Varner and Charles Howell. Uh, the biggest one, the biggest omission is uh, Taylor Gooch. Okay, is missing so, out on the U.S. Whatever. Open. We exactly whatever. Okay, he doesn't make the field significantly <laughs> stronger. I, I bet he's got a handful, a, a wad of fifties he can sob gently into. I, while the, he uh, solves that one. My problem I, I with know, Liv man. in general is that it's always a, an extremely top-heavy tour, and it's it's still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it. I don't know. Like I said, I want to I want to give Stenson a PGA Tour card right now, but he's one of the guys on Live that's making it kind of top-heavy. Yeah, my my issues with Liv is the amount of mantha you're forced to look at. Like, can we go back to just pants only, please? Can can we make sure that this adjustment period, these guys comfortably move back into pants? If we go shorts only on tour, I'm gonna be so disappointed. I don't what, know if you can hear that, but that be. that's James Miles banging his desk right now. <laughs> Stop it, Dan. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I, I was looking at uh, an interview. I. Was it in Australia where they played at a tournament 
and the members are incredibly unhappy with the the crowd and the overall reaction during live uh i watched one of the shootouts and they it seemed pretty tame but it felt like the intent of these live tournaments was more to have a party than than what the pga currently represents in their broadcasting um so i guess if if this is all about grow the game, which is of course the very first talking point for everyone with any sort of relevance in this uh, bullshit, if it's about growing the game, how do we merge these two types of people who are inevitably going to have to come together and watch golf again? Like, do we have five waste managements a year and let them go just lose their minds there? Do we make concessions based on, what worked or didn't work for live crowds. Yeah. That's what I don't get. I, I don't see it. The, it's, to, it's like water and oil, man. Yeah. They're, they're two completely different um, experiences. Right. So, I mean, I I'll say it. I have not watched a ton of live. I had little interest in it, but um, you know, it's definitely more of like you said, it's more of a party atmosphere. There's, there's music playing, pretty much every single hole and you know like you say there's guys in shorts they've got the shotgun start it's it's a much different atmosphere than the pga tour events i don't see the fan that is strongly attracted to that being attracted to watching you know the charles schwab cup or charles schwab open you know i just i don't see that i I, it doesn't compute to me so in the same amount of time, have you watched a lot of PGA Tour golf? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I've actually found my tour consumption quite a bit down this year. It's down for me, but that's more because, you know, my tiny human wants to run all over the place. Right. But well, yeah, we had but a puppy, I, I which kind of ruins my Sundays. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, life, life gets in the way, but I still try to, I still try to check in and watch as much tour golf. Is okay. on a weekly basis as I can uh, because so, I, I love golf. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, we will have a discussion going on THP this Friday. We, we always post the, the show notes and, and get a discussion going. I'm really curious to know whether people are continuing to watch the same level of tour golf, whether all this stuff that's gone on plus full swing, plus whatever else has increased or decreased that. Here's my perspective, Dean, and, and maybe this is a little bit callous, but it's how it's kind of gone. The first stuff that came out with Liv was sort of shocking, and I very much was disappointed by it. Then I kind of like the idea of some of the dudes that were leaving because it's like good riddance. And <laughs> um, and then it was like, and then it was like, okay, fine, we can operate two, two separate things. But it seemed like every time you go to listen to a soundbite, it had to do with the other tour which was really irritating because all i wanted to do was enjoy the specific coverage of the specific tournament i was watching so i had basically completely isolated from that portion of the golf media and certainly didn't bother going on twitter because what a cesspool that's become uh no target intended there but it's it's been a bit of a turnoff and, and i'm curious to know if people have felt the same way i was deeply enjoying full swing minus the fact that i thought thought polter was completely utterly full of shit during his entire episode <laughs> um but i will say this i have two thoughts that i want to go on from here 
Number one, and I said this on THP yesterday, DJ went from winning on the PGA Tour to taking a crap ton of money to go to live, uh, basically doing the same DJ, whatever, man, I'm just here to play golf. Yep. <laughs> um, and now he's going to get to come back and do the same thing. Did any guy out there play this whole thing better than DJ? I'll tell you. So uh, I in all of the threads that have talked about in live golf that have come back, who would you want back? He's the one guy that I'm always like, man, I, I miss watching him. I will I, say Cam Smith, but yeah, DJ but is my guy. I I, pref- I like watching DJ more than Cam Smith, but Cam Smith is you know one hell of a golfer. I'll yeah. be glad to be able to watch him. On my, minus the mullet. Minus, minus <laughs> pick, the mullet. Pick one, the stash or the mullet, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, give us, give us a yeah, break. you can't do both. <laughs> Although, I guess you can. You're the open you know, champion golfer of the year. So. You saw DJ <laughs> in full swing. He was the he, totally whatever mentality. It's the same thing in his interviews. He doesn't care. Um, and now he gets a chance to come back. It was like everyone was bickering around him. You know that uh, that meme with the dude sitting at the table saying everything's fine when his house is on fire? <laughs> That's like DJ in every scenario that has to do with golf. Talking heads, flying around him, on fire, upset. And he's just like, hey, whatever, man. <laughs> I feel like he played it right. Because yeah. right in full swing, he's like, look, I've accomplished a lot of the PGA Tour. I've got over 20 wins. I've got two majors. This just seemed like a, a opportunity. Lucrative cool. opportunity. Go, but like that's cool. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I liked that answer much better than you know what you were getting by some of the other guys. I like that better than Bryson saying it's a business decision. Yeah. Because well, he's at least saying that look, I've I've done a lot of time on the tour, I've been successful for the tour. The tour and I have been had a mutually beneficial partnership. I just found something that I might want to try that might be a little different. I'm okay so, with that. That's a better breakup note. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Bryson's an interesting one because he pretty much pissed half the world off for a while uh, trying to do it his own way, and he's come back to earth a little bit. I, I haven't followed Bryson's process at all lately. Um, but the one guy I really want to talk about, it's a guy I've been critical for a long time, is Brooks Kepka. Uh, I, I thought his full swing was kind of weird. It, after eight months of listening to him basically try and treat Twitter and these followers like little puppets that would do whatever he wanted them to do, uh, watching them, uh, he goes to this like emotional, it's crazy when that dude is so good because I can't play with his level and like an upset version of him during full swing. I was like, who is this guy? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's the it's the major crushing, minor don't caring, but now suddenly in his own little head, Brooks Kepka, that made no sense to me. It was one so, of my favorite full swing episodes. It was so weird because we've had like six different faces of Brooks. But here's what I wanted to say about him, because that's already been pretty clear that I feel that way. He comes back and puts on a show at the latest major and I find myself rooting for it. I'm, I'm back to, I'm back to before he made a switch. Back when he had a button back tour in play, and he didn't move to that new one. I, I remember when he was just disrupting majors, and I was really into it. And then he started talking in the the shoes with the bow ties on him or the zip ties on him or whatever, like just trying way too hard to get people to react to him. 
He was I, the guy I that would like wear come... all the Nike hats that were god awful, and he would just be, put it on and be like, "Yeah, it's a hat. It's fashion, bro." <laughs> <laughs> so, I I think it's fascinating because I feel like not having to deal with him week over week has made me watching him play in majors so much more interesting and and i found myself rooting for him which hasn't happened in quite a while so i'll be curious to see if he comes back in in any sort of capacity to pj tour golf which i'm assuming he will whether he brings a different mentality at this point or whether he continues to like try and puppeteer people to do and react and say the things he wants them to say and he was the guy that when he left, you know, my, my stance was kind of like, okay, he didn't, he was major Brooks. If it wasn't a major event, he wasn't even WGCs. He wasn't really a factor. You know, he didn't, he, you didn't see his best golf, you know, for 14 times a year, you saw his best golf four times a year. So it, his move kind of made sense to me, but he, yeah, I you know watching him really the Masters when he came back to the Masters I was like whoa this guy is uh, he's back he, he's yeah. kind of ready this guy it's cool it's cool to see you know you like to see good golf being played on good golf courses but that's another good example during full swing he played like shit at the Masters and then basically blew his dad off walking off the golf course which I'm I'm sure production made that way worse than it was but he was pissed right. And then he right. comes back this year, plays great for three days, throws throws up on himself the last day, and owns it. That was my favorite part about that. what he did at the Masters. He's like, yeah, dude, I choked it. Whatever. We'll get it, it next time. He like, had no problem talking about it at Oak Hill. Look, I learned from it. I thought about He's like, I didn't sleep for days. I thought about it. I know what I did wrong, and I'm not going to do it again. And then he went out and he won the tournament. Right? Such I think it shows you how how fragile some of these minds are. Even the strongest mind in golf, which was always Tiger, but we used to kind of think Brooks, right, had that really strong mind. <laughs> and it when we saw him in full swing, it, he was broken. The strongest <laughs> mind in golf is Tiger and the house of cards going on behind the scenes. Basically, someone lighting a match <laughs> at the bottom of it the whole time. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ah. full swing, by the way, did you see that, um, they put out a, a tweet yesterday and they're like, oh yeah, we were recording. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> it's Dude, like, I've, seen, oh, cool. I've seen so much nonsense <laughs> on Twitter over the last two days. I've seen, I've seen major media outlets misconstrue the situation countlessly. Please check your sources. People, if you're listening to this, that means you spend a half a minute, at least on golf every week, please check your sources. I've seen. PGA Tour players pissed off, laughing, mad, uh, confused, um, get miss, uh, what was it, uh, Brian Bros. Those dudes were like openly admitting that the people reporting things are totally getting it wrong. I love that. Um, I feel like there's this sort of exposure to the whole thing. Brooks's tweet about Shambly was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, I hope good. That, I hope they get posted on thp another 100 times before the weekend even hits um you know it's just been a crazy couple days and my question to you i think is like sort of a finale or final point of topic would be did anyone win in all this if you take the money out for the individual players 
Did anyone actually win in this whole thing? Uh, everybody's jumping right now to the winners being Phil being the live guys. It seems like it's more favorable on their side right now. And it might turn out to be that way. I don't know yet. I just but don't did know. Phil really win? I don't know if he did. That's the because, thing. Like it's so confusing. He he said a lot of things were completely true and probably totally right. And things that we have as casual fans have no exposure to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he did it in such an abrasive way. And I'm sure he regrets a little bit of that, that it's almost like that, that sort of no coming back scenario felt like the whole time was going on. And it always had to be back. one person. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean though? Like <laughs> the whole T gate with Reed and, and uh, Rory, like, Phil said things and did things in a way that were very crass and very against the grain. I feel like he's got some validation after this, and especially as the the tour continues to develop into this new platform, I think he's going to have a lot of validation, but I don't necessarily think he won in the end. No, you know, I mean, did Greg Norman win? Has Greg Norman ever won anything? This feels like this feels like round four. Okay, so yeah, played great in the first three rounds. I mean, (laughs) he's in the final pairing in round four. Little Dean is in his uh his parents' basement Mm. watching the tournament with his ornament hanging from his left (laughs) ear. The ornament did not go out last year. We'll see if it goes up this year. But I mean, I don't know. So I mean, that guy. I'm a fan of Greg Norman, the golfer, everything else. Uh-huh. You know, he could bite me. But <laughs> the, the uh, everything that got thrown at him, 99% of it because of him, I'll add. And he got, he got Liv going, and, you know, he got golfers a lot of money. And now there's a merger, kind of. Sort of, maybe a new, a new, fresh <laughs> new entity. entity. But if Liv is still going to be going on, this is where it gets weird. So if Liv is still going to be going forward for the next few seasons, those guys are still going to be able to make bank over there. And <laughs> is Rory just going to say like, okay, now I get to do it for a tournament? Or yeah, what? that like that's what I'm so curious on. So maybe not immediately, but in the long run, we'll be like, all right, maybe maybe he is the winner even though he did a lot of damage to himself, kind of like Phil did a lot of self damage and self destruction <laughs> to get to that point. I don't can, know. Can Fowler finally take the money now? That can he's Fowler it? take it? You know, there were rumors that John Rahm was, was in yeah. conversations. I don't know how true that is. Uh, I'm but... sure. I'm sure there are rumors. I, I heard a rumor that Jack Nicholas was going to go play on the tour as well. What golf so, ball was he going to play? Yeah. Kirkland. <laughs> I, yeah, it's the winners and losers thing. It's still, uh, I, I don't know. Every, I think everybody early on is going to say the live guys are the guys that won because they at least took their money. They kind of, maybe they got their cake and they could eat it too, which I really hate that saying, but is there, yeah. Cause I love cake and I, I don't have cake. any right now. <laughs> is there a guy you feel like has lost the most in all this? And let me, let me start with that. The guy who got it done. Jay Monahan is currently being called to resign by both players and fans. Uh, and based on the interview he took, 
I read a, another comment that said if any other CEO of any other company had the interview he just had, they would not have their position tomorrow. It wasn't so good. Is there a chance that uh, Jay Monahan could be the guy? He could be the big loser out of all of it. And man, it, it's it really is. It's just tough. We still don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> it's so much speculation. It's, it's it it is because. You know, Monahan. A couple things that he has said is that there's still going to be some. There's a pathway for these guys that left to come back. He hasn't said what that pathway is. We don't know if it's a huge multi-million-dollar fine. We don't know anything about that. Um, you know, we there. He doesn't seem trustworthy. If it's the players' tour, could you honestly trust him right now? <laughs> uh, I've heard it's uh, they, they have to volunteer at. 10 PGA tour events as, uh, <laughs> as ushers. They, they as work ushers, in a merchandise yeah. shop. Yeah. <laughs> Community service. <laughs> you know, and then the whole thing about people coming back, I'm, I'm reading stuff again, sources, but this is, this is from a paper uh, across the pond talking that the Ryder cup, that the live guys still aren't going to be eligible for this year's Ryder cup, which kind of makes sense to me because things aren't happening till they're, Who's the biggest name that wouldn't get to go? Because I mean, obviously Brooks for the U.S., but who's well, the biggest for, name that wouldn't for go? the Europe side? Probably Sergio. But he sucks now. He's old. He does, but he's still you know Ryder Cup legend. He can come and debate that with me if he wants. Because you know Lee Westwood, uh, you know Westwood cried at Whistling Straits. He thought that was going to be it for him. Uh-huh. Henrik Stenson again. You you obviously know my my thoughts on on him right now. Give and, me his tour card. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, just give it to him. <laughs> Does he get the captaincy back now? I don't know. No. Actually, no. no. <laughs> he says no. No, he doesn't get it back. It's Luke Donalds. He doesn't get it. By the way, that's one of the ones that Phil might be the biggest loser on now, too. Huh. Because he was, no doubt about it, he was going to be the captain of the Ryder Cup at Beth Page, which was going to be 2024. Now it's 2025. Uh, because of COVID, which we still go back to that. He was going to be the Ryder Cup captain. He's not going to be the Ryder Cup captain now. I just don't yeah. see that. Ha- I don't see that happening. Uh, That's well, a loss. You know, there's a lot of uh, pieces to the puzzle to get solved. I- I'm glad we could talk about it because as convoluted as it was early on, I think I think we've talked about some pretty interesting <laughs> things and at least kickstarted a few conversations of potential that people can come on THP and chat about on Friday uh, and the days leading after that. But uh, I'll, I'll be honest, man, I, I'm really most excited about the smoke to clear. I, I feel like golf is in such an opportunistic place right now in the, especially in the United States with the growth it's seen. I, I would so much rather a bit of a unified front where they're not speculating about another tour every week and they can celebrate the skill that exists on their present tour in their interviews. And for people watching at home, especially kids watching at home, let's just focus on what's good and what's now. Um, I suspect that won't be happening anytime particularly soon, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm eager to get back to that and, uh, and see where the smoke clears. What's your overall final thought on the whole thing? What do you think the topic of the U.S. Open press conferences is going to be next week? Yeah, <laughs> Homer said that best. You know, did you see, did you see his tweet? Yeah, 
<laughs> he said basically he's already prepping for his U.S. Open uh, interview questions, talking about how he's a local guy to the course and blah blah blah. And what do you think about the live merger? That was Homa's a gem, man. It's what, so crazy. So glad to have him on Twitter. <laughs> last last year it was the U.S. Open was the first tournament post the first live event, and this year now it's going to be the first major <laughs> post a live again merger air quotes <laughs> it's yeah. nuts absolutely yeah. nuts they kind of kind of curious i want rory to win this week is he playing good or bad uh he was leading for three rounds last week and then uh no no know. no i guess geez i don't even know what day it is it's wednesday they don't play until tomorrow yeah don't play until tomorrow this is how significant this week has been it, i feel like it's been wednesday for three days <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> it's been, been one of those weeks. So it'll be interesting when when this drops. Rory will will probably be getting started with his second round. So yeah, it'll be fun to see whether some of this feels like relief for him, um, and also pretty funny to see how much the post round or post win potential win conference is from this year to last year. <laughs> Man, it's it's interesting. I kind of want to watch now. I'll be honest see, with you, Dean. Now you're tuning in. There we, that's what we needed. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, I'd love to have you back on uh, in a few weeks or so. See if we can get a little bit more clarity on this. Uh, I also need to know what's going on with that golf game. I know you went and played Ballyhack a few couple weeks ago and dominated the field there. So champion. Um, yeah, champion. There you champion. go. Oshai, yeah. Champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got trophies and all yeah so we need to talk a little bit about dormy and Bally hack because that's a place worth talking about um and i'd also love to talk just about golf in general so let's have you back on uh i couldn't think of a better guy to chat about this with this week it's been fun buddy see when there's just nonsense to talk about things that you don't necessarily have all the thing all the details on i'm your guy dan yeah <laughs> i mean I'm so wrapped up in uh, trying to figure out my driver swing and uh, new puppy smell at the house, which I'm going to say this and no one cares, but I was walking down the stairs, trying to prep for the show, getting my mind right, went to go to the bathroom and I really almost stepped in two little logs sitting on the floor. Oh, <laughs> So I've been, I was flustered at the get go between that and learning about Pokemon cards, man, uh, my mind is busy. <laughs> <laughs> this hit at the worst time for yeah. you. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing worse would be like a handicap audit or something like that, <laughs> a soft cap. <laughs> uh, either way, I appreciate you, buddy. Like, I look forward to chatting again. Thanks for having me, bud. Hey, if you're out there playing golf this week, have a great time. Be glad you're not on a uh, one or the other tour. Uh, and again, if if you do have interest in talking about this. We always have great discussions on THP. It is very fair. People are reasonable to each other. It's it's a worthy discussion to be a part of, especially if you're really into the game. So go check it out there. Uh, we will have a chat going up this Friday and continue discussions about this uh, new venture in the world of golf. We'll see you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.